For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Kevin Anchikaitis, an Associate Professor in the University of Arizona School of Geography, Development, and Environment, and next week's speaker in the College of Science Lecture Series. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for having me. This is great. You work on reconstructing climate variability and the interaction between climate and human society. What are some of the previous climate episodes that you've worked on? Well, I've been really fortunate to work on some really interesting uh, periods in the past. One of the first times I got to study this was by going to the Yucatan and looking at the connection between ancient Maya civilization and environmental changes in the past, how that might have um, modified the ability of these ancient societies to grow crops and uh, expand their empires. Um, more recently, I've been working in Southeast Asia in the uh, ancient Khmer Kingdom of Greater Angkor. And then another really interesting uh, period of time was the rise of the empire of Genghis Khan in Mongolia. So we reconstructed climate back through the rise of Genghis Khan um, and were able to see how climate interacted uh, with the expansion of his empire. What properties of the climate are you able to reconstruct and how do you do that? Almost all of my work involves using the annual rings of trees to estimate what climate was like year by year going back in the past hundreds, if not thousands of years. So depending on where we are, we might be reconstructing a, a different variable. How do you know which variable you're measuring when you're just measuring the width of a tree ring? This starts in the lab with the planning for the field work. What we want to do is go to a location where we can be sure that one of those climate factors is most limiting. So if we're interested in reconstructing temperature, we're looking to go all the way up to the trees that are as far up on the mountain as we can find them, or to go as far north or towards the poles as we can possibly go the very last tree before you run out of trees heading north. Those will be the trees that are most sensitive to temperature. Now around here, most trees are more sensitive to moisture. In an arid environment like the Southwest or much of the Mediterranean, and even parts of the tropics that have strong wet dry seasons, we find trees whose growth is mainly limited by the amount of moisture. So if we wanna reconstruct past droughts or past flooding, we're gonna to head to an environment where water limitations turn out to be the biggest control on whether trees do well or poorly in any given year. We can see climate change coming. Is that true of any of the societies you've studied? And if so, did it affect how well they dealt with it? We have these really sophisticated tools now, uh, computer models, a really good physical understanding of the climate system, um, to be able to make these predictions. And obviously that's not something that previous societies had. They may have been able to do seasonal forecasting or even years ahead, but it would have been uh, near impossible to know ahead of time that for instance, the Southwest was entering a mega drought at the end of the 13th century. So we have that foresight, we have that ability to predict. And the question is, will we use that knowledge to our advantage to make ourselves resilient and to adapt? Or will we be fragile in the face of these changes that are coming, even though we know that they're coming. What is the main thing you'll be focusing on in your talk for the lecture series? So my talk in the lecture series is focused on uh, the lessons that we can learn from the interactions between human society and climate shocks or climate variability or even climate change. Um, and what this tells us about what might happen in the future and what we should prepare for. So I do uh, some of that looking backwards. We look at, for instance, uh, the Khmer Empire and at Greater Angkor and see how they 
uh, responded for hundreds of years to variability in the monsoon quite successfully. They built one of the largest and, and most sophisticated hydraulic civilizations that the world has ever known. Um, and they maintained it for hundreds of years. And yet, eventually, climate variability and climate uh, shocks were part of what may have contributed to their demise. But I also look at more recent episodes. So we look at the recent drought uh, here in the Southwest and particularly in California, and what that reveals about even within a society, who is vulnerable and who, is, who adapts and what that means for what we have to do to uh, make our states and, and cities and countries and, and indeed our world resilient for everybody and all the members of that community. Thank you for joining us, Kevin. It's been a real pleasure, Tim. Thanks. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Kevin Echikaitis, a geographer who studies the impact of climate change on past societies and next Thursday's speaker in the Arizona Science Lecture Series. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.